0: Apparently, the factory that makes those cinnamon rolls burnt down. Mm. And so they don't make those cinnamon rolls anymore. I bet that
1: smelled wonderful.
0: (laughs) I was like, man, (laughs) that's like sitting in front of an open campfire.
1: Uh, (laughs) Krispy Kreme caught on fire. Yeah, Yeah, Everybody would be there just to take it all in. (laughs)
0: Welcome to the Greatest Lists podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts, Jason and Eric, are counting down the top 50 movie soundtrack songs from the 80s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys.
1: Welcome back to Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast dedicated to the greatest songs of all time. Your hosts and compilers of these lists are myself, you've got Jason here, and my co-host who nobody puts in a corner, it is
0: Eric. <laughs> I'm a compiler now, I like that. How's it going, man?
1: Yeah, you know, we call ourselves Greatest Lists, but we're still covering the first list. <laughs> we're still on, we're just one list so far. <laughs> we have done, uh, actually, with our bonus episodes, you can classify that as another list that we've Oh, well, that's done. true, yeah. So... We we can keep the plural on there for now. (laughs) Anyway, we are 14 songs away from completing our Season 1 list of the Top 50 Movie Soundtrack Songs of the 80s. Before we continue our journey, just a quick mention that this episode is sponsored by HalloweenCostumes.com, which features the largest online selection of Halloween costumes. And they have plenty of music-themed costumes. If you go over there, do a quick search. Use our promo link in today's show notes, and it'll also save you 20% on your next order. So just click over. You get the savings automatically in your cart. And do it now while you still have plenty of time before Halloween gets here and everybody steals the good costumes. Like that uh, big turntable that you can turn yourself into. It's over there. I've seen that one. (laughs) I've thought about it. They need a jukebox one. I I would turn myself into a jukebox for the sake of the common good during Halloween.
0: For the sake (laughs) of the common good. Yes.
1: Anyway, you have until Halloween night to redeem your 20% savings. So if you uh, come back to us, just make sure you do it before then. And the link is right there in the show notes to take advantage of. And don't forget, Eric and I will be doing that special creepy song list in this year's Retro Network Halloween special. We'll tell you more about that when it uh, actually becomes available in the near future. But if you want to subscribe to that feed now, just search the Retro Network Presents. And it'll be in that uh, feed for your podcatchers out there. And it uh, should be really fun. I, I We enjoyed uh, recording that. I like, our, I like our, our
0: choices. yeah.
1: Our short really... list there. Yep. So Great. that should be fun. And our guess our top 10 giveaway. That will be coming very soon since we're at number 14 now. Uh, we're going to give away a Spotify premium membership. I'm going to give away some of the 45s in my collection. So, uh for now i'm still trying to work up uh, an easy way to submit the list but it might just be hey just email me your list <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get you in the uh, in the mix we don't,
0: Probably don't need to over engineer that
1: that's right that's right all right well uh, the next selection revisits a movie we've talked about way back in our number 45 pick in the list wow coming in at number 14 from the film dirty dancing it's I've Had the Time of My Life by Jennifer Warrens and Bill Medley.
0: By the Numbers.
1: Released on July 10th, 1987 as a single, which was about a week before the movie was released. I've Had the Time of My Life was a chart topper on the U.S. Billboard pop chart for one week in November of 1987. So a good uh, five months or six months. Took it a while. Yeah, to get to number <laughs> one. It also topped the AC chart for four straight weeks. And in the UK, the song reached number six in 1987 and then went all the way back to number eight in 1991 when it was first broadcast on TV. Kind of like wow. what Top Gun did yeah. when we mentioned uh, in our uh, Take My Breath Away episode.
0: Yeah.
1: Also topped the charts in five other countries. So pretty uh, major worldwide Man. hit. It also won three major awards. It won the Oscar for Best Original Song in 1987. It won the Golden Globe for Best Original Song in 1988. And the Grammy for Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals in 1988. Nice. So, Grammy Oscar, the trifecta right the there.
0: Trifecta.
1: Uh, linked to a movie. didn't know, you know it went. It, it, it won the Oscar. Yeah. That's crazy. The song was composed by John D. Nicola. And Donald Markowitz with lyrics by Frank Priveti. Uh, This is the same team we talked about on the Hungry Eyes episode earlier this season. That's right. Uh, Priveti told the story uh, of the song and how it came together to americansongwriter.com. And I'm going to take you through it here. So uh, Frank says, I got a call out of the blue from producer Jimmy Iener in late 1986, early 1987. He said, I've got this movie called Dirty Dancing. I need you to write me a song for it. I told him, I don't have time for it. I'm trying to get into another deal here. (laughs) He said, make time. This is good. It'll change your life. And he gave me a short description of the movie. He said, the good news is you can write the song. The bad news is it's got to be seven minutes long. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So I'm thinking MacArthur Park and songs like that. My songwriting partner, John, and I were writing and making demos, trying to get a record deal. I said, let's start the song in halftime with the chorus up front and then double time. The verses. The first thing I thought of was Donna Summer's Last Dance. Hmm. Realizing the potential of the song and the need for better production studio to work on the demo, Di Nicolo suggested moving the session to a friend's studio. That friend was Don Markowitz. Uh, he had an eight-track recorder at his house, which Ooh. John only had four. So double the tracks. Double the tracks. John went to Don's, and then the changes were made to the music. Don said... How about this change or this bass line? And then can we go to this chord? So they formulated the music and they sent it to me. And from that, I made the further edit, edits and we sent it to Jimmy who said he liked it and make the song. So at this point, the trio had the song without words. <laughs> and as songwriters do, Provetti was driving in his car, humming melody ideas. Yep. When the epiphany moment hit. One day I was driving down the Garden State partway. On my way to meet john to finish another song now how i write is through phonetic melody jamming this is cool so a g chord will make a certain sound in my mind an a chord a a vowel sound so i'm listening to the instrumental track on the cassette and grunting nonsense and start scribbling time of my life and it was just all jamming and grunting to the cassette yes quote there so the finished demo featured pivetti and singer (laughs) rachel capelli on vocals And he took the completed song to Ianner, who sent it to the movie production company. Ianner had been pitching Jennifer Warrens to record the song with legendary vocalist Bill Medley, a duet master with his group, uh, the Righteous Brothers. The choreographer, Kenny Ortega, brought it to Bill, who said, I don't want to do any more duets. (laughs) But Kenny begged him, said, please make this your last one, and... The rest is history from there. And Frank goes on. He, he says he uh, met Patrick Swayze at the Oscars. And uh, Swayze told him, you have no idea what this song did for the movie. We filmed the movie out of sequence. So the last scene was filmed first. And we listened to 149 songs and hated them. <laughs> we rehearsed every day to a Lionel Richie track. Good song, but it wasn't our song. And we all felt the ending was, wasn't happening and the movie was going to bomb. And then that cassette came along with Rachel Capelli singing uh, Time of My Life. And we filmed to that. And at the end of the day, we all looked at each other and said, wow, what just happened? This nice. ending is awesome. Let's go make this movie. So that's because of awesome. that song, uh, Privetti is now selling the demo, that demo on his Facebook page and donating all the money to pancreatic cancer research.
0: Oh, nice.
1: So that's, awesome. that's, a, that's a really good kind of great end, story. end to the story there that yeah. uh, for those who don't remember that's what uh, Patrick, Patrick Swayze, Swayze. had yep. and uh, succumbed to so yeah that's so amazing. there is the, uh, the history of the song.
0: What a great story.
1: Let's get personal. Alright so this song has kind of followed me on the radio for years. I mean I've heard it probably since it came out but working in radio those few years in the 90s our station played it all the time and You know, you go to doctor's offices or dentists or whatever, those type of stations that you'll hear it to this day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, Dirty Dancing isn't a movie I go back and watch very often. But when you hear this song or, you know, you think about obviously the uh, the lift scene Mm -hmm. at the end, you know, it's just instant nostalgia or it, it takes your mind to that movie by listening to the song. Or when you see the visuals, you're like, okay, here comes Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> here comes the song, here comes the yep. crescendo. Uh, you know? Exactly. So yeah, it's just like I was telling you before we jumped on, it's it's my Irene Kara song of this list because it it oh, deserves right. to be as high yeah. as it is. <laughs> yes, just because it's it's so linked to the movie, but I don't have a real big personal history with the song. What about right. you?
0: Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I do. Um, my wife and I actually use this song in our wedding. Uh, several places. We, I mean, even before we got married, we would kind of sing this song to one another, like mm-hmm. you know, how they go back and forth in the chorus. Mm-hmm. We would do that. Um, but we use this song. Uh, it was the song that we walked back down the aisle to after we finished our vows. Um, and I actually I edited edited it together. I found a, um, a, a, a instrumental version of it, uh-huh. and spliced it together with some of the lyrics, and so I, I kind of made a, a our own version of the song. <laughs> Neat. So, um, so, and then we, during our reception, we had this we had this music playing. It was it was a piano player, but he was playing like modern songs, and so we had a version of it in that in that set too. So it's really kind of a, it's kind of a big deal for us because it was in our wedding. And we've we we both that's we kinda of bonded over that movie when we first started dating. Uh we watch mm-hmm. it all the time. So yeah, it's a big deal to to me, to to our to us, my my wife and I. So
1: So why don't you pick it instead of uh, a view to a kill, you know? <laughs> why don't you leave me that, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's funny. I don't care who you are, if if, if this song is playing, you're gonna end up dancing in some way i mean it's just it's just that kind of a song so
1: yeah i wish i did that little patrick swayze cha-cha that he does you know we,
0: we actually talked about doing that um <laughs> as, as we walked back down the aisle we, we were gonna have everybody do it but we just we couldn't get it worked out in yeah. time so we didn't do it plus we was just afraid that we would both
1: fall on our face so.
0: <laughs> the breakdown
1: so there is a 12-inch extended version of the song that goes six minutes and 47 seconds. So I guess that's the seven minutes yeah. that uh, <laughs> he was talking about when we were talking about earlier there, uh, Provetti when he was uh, trying to write it. So it adds a lot more. Yeah, there's more horns. There's more strings. Uh, my favorite thing is like the longer buildup to the sax solo which is also extended and it's really more of a duet with the trumpet and the other horns because they go kind of back and forth in that solo section of the song but yeah it just I don't know there's more of a more of a story I guess to that (laughs) longer version than what you hear on the radio right so the vocals are just so smooth that's probably my favorite part of the song and medley's little vocal riffs throughout the song like when he just remember you yeah, know and that do could sing hey baby you know he yeah. he really has some fun just it, it's almost like vocal riffs is what i yeah. call it throughout yeah. the song it's not really like an answer vocal or a an echo it's just kind of his own little thing he's like just transitioning to the next line or yeah. over to jennifer warrens for her part so yeah what, what do yeah. you like about the song
0: um i like the i, I mean both their vocals are, are just spot on, but, uh, I like the little, the, the bass and guitar riff at the beginning that mm-hmm. I love that. I don't know. I mean, that's just, it just makes me when we were playing it at the, at the rehearsal that night, uh-huh. I just kept, I just kept, you know, moving like a white boy and, and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, my wife kept telling me to stop, but, uh, um, yeah, I just love the, I love it. And in, in the background, I love the guitar tone. That's it's 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 very clean, but it's very. I mean, it's just so tight. Um, it's probably only something that a guitar player would hear. But uh, I like Bill Medley's voice. He's just a great singer, and yeah, he can go smooth, and all of a sudden, just it's not a growl. It's it's I don't know what I don't know how you would describe it, but he just has this roughness to his voice
1: when he wants yeah. to, but it's yeah. still smooth. Okay, well, that will be uh, our. Number fourteen song. I've had the time of I've had the time of my life by Jennifer <laughs> Warrens and Bill Medley. Say that about twelve times. Fourteen times. <laughs> it's had you know great commercial success, award winning yeah. song, and of course forever being tied to the lift scene from the movie. <laughs> it's had forever. to be had to be up on the, yep. high up on the list. Yes. So bonus songs for this episode. I'm going to include another one from the soundtrack which didn't make the list, and I actually considered it. Because it's a windshield karaoke song for sure, <laughs> for me, that's Patrick Swayze. She's uh, like the that's wind. What I thought
0: it was, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I've had uh, several other soundtrack songs from the '80s going through my head for either Bill Medley or Jennifer Warrens. Uh, one was uh, "Up Where We Belong," but I'm not a huge Joe Cocker mm, fan. <laughs> that that no. one's a little weird to me. Yeah. So I'm taking a. Uh, Actually a song that I have in my 45 collection is Bill Medley's cover of "He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother" from the Rambo 3 soundtrack. That was on
0: Rambo 3?
1: <laughs> yes. Oh it's the closing gosh. credit song oh on Rambo gosh. 3. I
0: did not even know that.
1: Full Rambo on the front of the 45 single. It's so great. Yeah, but oh. it's it, he actually it's a it's a great song, great cover. I got to see uh, that cover. If you haven't uh, heard it before, and that one's I have a little bit more but a little more have obscure to. from Rambo Three, yeah. No so, uh, yeah, I decided to go with that one as a as Good another choice. bonus song Good this choice. week. So, of course, Spotify Premium—we've been telling you about it all season long. Best way to listen to greatest lists because we play the entire featured song during the show and bonus songs right after we sign off. And free Spotify users, they still get to hear about 30 seconds of the song. And if you listen outside of Spotify you can still connect with the music using those song whip links that we provide you in the show notes. Leads you to places like Apple, Amazon, YouTube, actually Spotify is <laughs> in that list too. So if you want to come right back around to Spotify, <laughs> yep. you can't get away. You can listen or download uh, from those places and give us your feedback on today's featured song on Twitter at greatest lists is where you can find us now. You'll be seeing us uh, tweet some other music uh, podcasts and info over there too. So follow us and uh, discover even more musical content. Uh, if you're listening to the show on the retronetwork.com website, you can leave us a comment there. And I'm always posting the music videos to the featured songs over there. You can watch those uh, yeah. as you uh, are finishing up the podcast. Yes. And of course stream our episodes on greatest lists, podcast.com. That's our website. All those links are in today's show notes. So check that out, Eric. We'll take over our next episode for our number 13 pick, which is linked to an iconic kissing scene oh, yeah, from an it's, 80s movie. It's
0: such a great scene.
1: <laughs> oh. All right. Well, stick around. We'll be uh, coming up to that next. And thanks for listening. We'll be right back here next time to continue the season one countdown.
0: You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.